you tell yourself a story, when you're getting hurt, when something is happening in the office and you have a rise of emotions, what you're doing is you're skipping, you're assuming a lot. You're looking at someone's actions and you are skipping to the reaction phase. You are assuming a story or a narrative that may or may not be true. You're better than that. You need to be better than that if you're going to be a manager. And you have a choice. Your choice is to take a step back between their action and your reaction. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 24, your internal monologue or, or stories you tell yourself. So it is, it is currently mid-October. It is nice. It's getting colder. I am starting to wear sweaters outside at least. And my winter jacket is out. I love when I wear my winter jacket because then I don't have to carry a purse. I just carry everything in my pockets. I don't know about you, but I, I really dislike purses. I've gone from purses to backpacks. Anyway, we are gearing up for a lovely Halloween season, and I'm really looking forward to decorating for Christmas, if you can believe it. I know I said it. I said it. It's only October. How dare we look forward to Christmas? I really like Christmas. So I, I'm enjoying that pumpkin spice season right now. And uh, I'm enjoying plotting out my Christmas decorations. I'm not going to do it for a while, but I am going to plot it out. Just like I plot out my garden in the winter, I plot out my my winter decorations before I get there. I'm a planner. What can I say? So today we're talking about your internal monologue or the stories you tell yourself because it's, it's really important if you're going to be a manager, if you are trying to become management material, to get a hold of and, and control the stories that you tell yourself. The stories that you tell yourself are going to make or break your management career. If you can't get a handle on these, if you can't control these stories, this internal monologue of your own, you are not going to get to management. And if you do get to management, you're not going to succeed in management. So I I don't want either of those things to happen. I want you to succeed. And so let's open your eyes if you don't already, if you're not already looking at this, Let's open your eyes to the stories you tell yourself. Let me tell you a story. So when I was first product manager at a large company, so I had graduated from only managing maybe a, a low 
uh, seven-figure portfolio to now a high seven-figure portfolio. Uh, I was trying to grow it to eight figures. I, you know, I I went into this new team and I didn't know anyone, clearly. I mean, new company, new team, didn't know anyone. I was also uh, four and a half months postpartum from my first child. And so my emotions and my hormones were still a little out of control. That's going to play a part here. So just letting you know, I'm a regular, normal person. Uh, and sometimes things outside of my control uh, get me too. So I stepped in on this huge project. I mean, a million dollar project. And for a portfolio that was only around $8 million at the time, that was a large investment in that portfolio. The project lead was in control There hadn't really been anyone at the helm for a while. She was in control and she knew what she was doing. She knew the direction. She knew the customers. She knew what was going on. She kind of knew what she was doing, but they needed somebody at the helm to really drive it strategically and for that market, make sure that we were making all the right choices that we could pull the plug if need be. And, you know, and, and we were doing the right thing for the company at all times. So in, in I step a couple months in, We have this meeting with an executive and the executive wants to know the status, wants to know the customer feedback, wants to know what's going on every step of the way. And he addresses all of his questions to her. Now I'm supposed to be in charge at this point and I took particular offense at it. I, I started you know, I started saying to myself that she was taking over the project, that she, you know, she wasn't letting me have any control. She wasn't letting me speak up and make a name for myself. She, you know, she was taking things over and how dare she, she, maybe she just wanted my job. I don't know. She wasn't, she wasn't opening up to me anyway. I wasn't able to make a friendship with her or, or figure out who she was. And so maybe she was just gunning for my job. So I was feeling pretty insecure at this point. All right. Honestly, that's just what my inner monologue was saying. Here's the facts. She, this, this lead project manager knew everything about the, the large product we were building. Um, she had been the lead project manager since the beginning, like I said, executives knew that. So they addressed the questions to her so she could tell them the progression. And they assumed that I didn't know enough to be helpful yet. They were right. And it hurt me. I told myself a story in between their words, their actions, and my reactions. I told myself that she wanted my job and that she was doing this to make me look bad. In reality, honestly, it had nothing to do with me. Nothing at all. So so here's my point. You have an internal monologue that you listen to, whether you recognize it or not, that tells you motivations of other people between their actions and your reactions. Oftentimes, I mean, that's how we function as humans. Oftentimes, it's correct That's why we've survived as a species, but very often in the corporate world and in our personal lives, it's incorrect. Get used to being wrong. (laughs) I certainly have. So 
I didn't come up with this on my own. Somebody else had to open, open my eyes to it. I read a book called Crucial Conversations by Patterson et al. Or, you know, there are four guys who wrote it. And in one of the chapters, I believe it's chapter seven or eight, they talk about your inner monologue or the stories you tell yourself between somebody else's actions and your reactions. The catch, if you want to master conversations, if you want to master how you present yourself and how other people see you and uh, actually managing people and having influence and, and eventually getting a team under you, you have to manage the stories that you tell yourself about other people's motivations. Because you ascribe, you give meaning to others' actions without actually knowing what they're thinking. You need to stop assuming your narrative and learn theirs. If you want to be a people manager and you're currently struggling with a micromanaging or misguided manager or no recognition or visibility for the amazing work you're doing, you're unsure of your next step. Maybe you don't know how to network while remote or you don't know your blind spots. You don't know what's holding you back or you have a lack of confidence. Check out Aspiring Managers Group Coaching. We're starting a group just for people who are working to become people managers and need some guidance or mentoring to get there. Your manager isn't going to give it to you. You've tried. This group is called Aspiring Managers Group Coaching, and it's by application only. We only accept people we know we can help. If you're someone who has the drive to become a people manager, you're stuck and need some help figuring out your blind spots, apply now. My goal is to get the right people into management positions, people who care about people and will really make a difference in corporate America. If you're someone who needs to build confidence, communication skills, learn more and apply now at saverstreet.com backslash AMGC. That's saverstreet.com backslash AMGC. So here's your steps. I hope you have a pen and paper but I'm not going to make this all that complicated here. The very first thing that you need to know is in the first 10 seconds after somebody has an action, if it's making you mad or giving you some emotional response, that's called amygdala hijack. Your body has learned to react. Your brain has learned to react to other people's actions to keep you safe. So that amygdala hijack is going to flood your brain with different neurotransmitters to get, give you this emotional response that lasts 10 seconds, 10 seconds. Did you ever grow up and your parents told you when, you know, when you were a kid, if you're mad, count to 10. Well, it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, they had no idea what it was probably unless they were neuroscientists, Uh, but Count to 10 seconds. It's a real thing. And then your emotional response becomes a choice instead of an automatic reaction. So you have 10 seconds from the beginning of your amygdala hijack until your emotions become your choice. You can choose to stay angry or you can choose to do the next step here list the facts. What happened? Write down the scenario or think about the scenario. What was the situation? Right? What was the situation? 
Then think about potential motivations from the other person's perspective or the the people's perspective from that situation, right? List their probable motivations. Which one is most likely? What do you think they were actually thinking? And turns out it probably has nothing to do with you, right? So in my story, I gave motivation to this lead project manager. Oh, she might want my job. She's trying to make me look bad. It had nothing to do with me. You know what she was? Terrified she was in that meeting. She didn't want to make a mistake. She answered all of the questions as asked, and she just wanted to get the heck out of there. That was it. It had nothing to do with me. So put yourself in that other person's shoes and try to figure out what their actual motivations are. Then decide that it's not about you, okay? And if you must, address what you're feeling or how it made you feel using the SBI model, situation behavior impact. Here was the situation. Here's the behavior I saw, and here's how it influenced or impacted me, okay? So if you need to, Go ahead and talk to the other person and tell them how their actions impacted you. That's it. That's fine. List the facts, not your feelings or your story. Okay. So bottom line, you tell yourself a story. When you're getting hurt, when something is happening in the office and you have a rise of emotions, what you're doing is you're skipping, you're assuming a lot. You're looking at someone's actions and you are skipping to the reaction phase. You are assuming a story or a narrative that may or may not be true. You're better than that. You need to be better than that if you're going to be a manager. And you have a choice. Your choice is to take a step back between their action and your reaction. You can identify what story you're telling yourself and find out if it's true. Go back to that person after your amygdala hijack is over. Go back to that person to understand, not to accuse. Like I constantly say, ask to understand, don't ask to accuse. Often, very often, the story or narrative you're telling yourself is not true or it isn't the whole story, right? So give every person the benefit of the doubt and stop reacting based on stories you're telling yourself. It's not helping you. That is how you become management material. So if you're interested in learning more about how to, how to manage these crucial conversations, how to keep yourself cool in the face of adversity, how to have those tough conversations without losing your nerve or losing your confidence or getting really emotional, that Crucial Conversations book is a bestseller for a reason. It is so good. So I I highly recommend that book. It has helped me immensely. It's helped me keep my cool. And in future podcasts, I'll tell you stories about how, you know, behind the scenes, I didn't keep my cool, but I did in conversations. I don't look like I would do this, but I punched a wall at one point. So, so no, nobody, nobody is perfect. You're not going to be perfect. It's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a manager. You just have to be pegged as management material. So let's get you there. And the very first thing, or one of the major things you have to do, is to take back control of the narratives and the stories you tell yourself. 
understand your inner monologue, your subconscious monologue that you're ascribing to other people and stop doing it. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Make sure that you're understanding the whole story and their real motivations, and then you'll become management material. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. I can't wait. And if you need more help with this, please go to saverstreet.com and book a complimentary consultation. I have a little bit more room on my calendar and I'm taking people for group coaching people, only people who want to become managers and aren't managers yet. So please reach out. If you need some help, it's affordable. It was designed that way. I can't wait to help you. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening to management material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college and let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.